The 24th annual McMinimins UFO Fest is descending on McMinnville May 17th and 18th. There will be live music, parades, costume balls, and contests. You can also hear expert speakers and first-person accounts of UFO encounters, including from former Navy pilot Ryan Graves, who last year came out very publicly about our military's regular UFO sightings. Do you remember that? That was super weird. Other guest speakers include Garrett M. Graff, author of really long-titled books like The U.S. government's 80-year quest to understand the mystery of UFOs, and Roderick Martin, host of the podcast High Strangeness. Tickets are available for believers and skeptics alike at ufofest.com. So the Blazers didn't make it to the playoffs again this year, and what started off as a very promising season has fizzled away into yet another disappointment for fans. Today on CityCast Portland, we're talking with sports photojournalist and the co-host of the Shooting Hoops podcast, Dia Miller. She's here to break down what exactly went wrong and if this is the season that finally makes Damian Lillard want to leave us for a better situation. It's Wednesday, April 19th. I'm Claudia Meza, and this is what Portland's talking about. Dia, welcome back. Thank you. It's always, always fun, even when the team isn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, you know, as you know, I'm not like the biggest basketball fan, but I've been I've been following because of our conversations. And yeah, and I've just been I want you to know that I have been sad about it. But like for people like you. Like you're the fans, like I'm like, the season started out so strong. Like what happened? It did, you know, and that's, that's been my thing is getting to this point and we're not in the playoffs after starting the season, like 10 and four and thinking like, I legitimately, I think we talked about on here before. I legitimately thought at the beginning of the season, this is it. This is the year we win. <laughs> yeah. No, granted, I think that almost every year, regardless of the team, right. but I really had a little bit of hope and it just, it felt like we just slowly crashed and burned and it was slow and painful. Yeah. Yeah. And I say this all the time, but like on paper, this team looked like it was going to be really good and they had so many moments of greatness where you're like, oh, this is what they can do. Like this is the potential, but then it just didn't play out that like tell me tell me I'm sorry I'm, I'm gonna make you relive something tell me the last game they played tell me what they look like like what did you feel when you saw everything just like all the wheels fall apart you know from this moving vehicle by the time we got to the last game our injury report was longer than our available <laughs> like we had so many injuries and you know I mean anytime a team is essentially tanking which is basically what we did I think I counted, I think there were 14 listed on the injury report. Now, some of those were probable, some of those were questionable, um, but that 14, like you only have, that's your whole roster. Yeah, yeah. You have to have eight dressed to play. So they're having to pull guys up for, and, and you know, give 10 day contracts and things to, to get this team to be able to even set foot on the court. And, and I, I don't think all of those were serious injuries. You know, I think a lot of them probably could have played, but it's one of those things where it's like, why are we going to risk, you know, Damian Lillard's health or Nurkic, who, you know, we've dealt with injury before. Why are we going to put him on the floor if we're not going to go past the next game? But yeah, it was, it was, it was unrecognizable. Yeah. By the end of it, the, all the top guys were like, not even on the, on the court. 
And um, you pretty much explain like why that was is they all knew like, we're not going to make it, you guys. We're not going to like, okay, the worst thing is like, we don't make it. And then like something happens to Dame. Yeah. We something don't want to push these games that don't matter essentially and end up with, uh, you know, not making the playoffs and our team is hurt. Like yeah. for real hurt, we, you know, that's never a good situation. So I get it. It's, it's one of those things that's hard because you don't want to see, like I, as a Portland Trailblazers fan, I want to watch Damian Lillard play as much basketball as possible. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I want to see that. So it's always hard. And especially I think with the year he had where he was, he could have gone for the scoring title. I think watching him have the kind of year he had and then have them. Yeah, he he broke like two records, right? Yeah, he was breaking all the That's records. That's so sad. He was breaking all the records. The team ended with him not even playing like yeah. towards the end of it. Did you hear there was like this this rumor or like kind of murmur about the Blazers purposefully tanking the record to get better draft picks in the future? Yeah. I mean, is there anything to, to that? Yeah, I mean that's a thing. It, they do that, you know. People do that. We they we actually just heard that they had that the NBA is fining the Dallas Mavericks for that exact thing. They you know seven hundred fifty thousand dollars, so three quarters of a million dollars. The team is getting fined because they sat Luca very loudly. They basically oh, wow. said we're going to play him for the first fifteen minutes and then we're shutting him down for the season. It makes sense because if you're for the Trailblazers, we'll talk about the Blazers since that's who we're talking about. Mm-hmm. They're coming up to the end of the season and we have guys that we could make a run with if we can make some roster changes. Mm -hmm. But we're coming into the end of the season and we're not going to make it into the playoffs. And if we do, it's going to be because we barely made it into the play-in and then we're going to have to fight for our lives to make it out of the play-in and into the first round. And then you're going to be already exhausted from that. The likelihood that you're going to even make it out of the first round is not great, but you're definitely not going to make it to the Western Conference Finals. So at that point, what is the point of going to the playoffs? Do you do that? Do you try to just make an appearance or do you pull back a little? Do you sit those guys? Do you give them rest? And essentially, you're tanking. You're letting your team lose. And it puts you in a position where you're more likely to get a higher draft pick, which then you can use the next season to either mm-hmm. build a younger team or what we're likely going to do is trade that for talent that's already that's already established. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, for sure. But I mean, what does the front office, do you think, need to do this summer to bring these guys back? Because I can't imagine the team is happy. Yeah, I mean, in the exit interviews, Dame was very clear about the fact that he does not want to be on a team that's rebuilding. He doesn't want to be on a team that's drafting in guys and using those guys and training them and building up an eventual team. Mm -hmm. He was clear that he didn't want to be in the middle where they're just kind of where they've been, where they're kind of, you know, in this middle ground of do we do we rebuild? Do we go for it? What do we do? He was very clear that he wants to win. Yeah. I think this summer is going to be very telling. I think if they don't get it together this summer, this summer will be two years of this new front office. They're going to have to figure out, they're, they might have to be creative to get those pieces to put around Dane because they're going to have to use what we have to try to get that. And, and, and they're, it's a big job, but They've got to do it. This summer is make or break it. Yeah. So the best possible outcome would be to actually get players that are at the level of Dame into the team. Yeah. I mean, you you hope or at least around that. Like you want guys that yeah. have experience. You want guys that are going to come in and compliment Dame. I'm a firm believer in the fact that you don't have to bring in 
a bunch of superstars, these super teams don't always work. Right. You have to have the right talent. So I, I do think that they could potentially get creative with this and bring in some guys that maybe everybody's not throwing out there and, and still be able to, to do that. But hopefully they can get some talent that, you know, that's established that are starting players as it is that aren't, you know, sixth, seventh, eighth guys. We need guys that are going to come in and fill out that starting lineup. All right, let's take a quick break here. Uh, when we come back, let's talk about the probability of Dame packing it up for a better team. Have you ever wished you could just go somewhere and decorate cakes? If you're nodding your head right now, well, Cake Hoopla has got you covered. A do-it-yourself cake and cupcake decorating studio in Tiger, they supply you with everything needed, including the baked cakes and cupcakes, and the frosting, the fondant, the sprinkles, tools, and even instructions if you're going for something a bit more highfalutin. You can join workshops, book private parties, or order kits to take home. No matter the skill level, Cake Hoopla has something for everyone. They even offer customizable packages for any kind of party. Kids, birthdays, company events, bridal showers, holiday parties, team building, you get it. Customers can also book a table, the party room, the whole studio, or just choose a pickup option. For more info, head over to Cake Hoopla in Tiger just off I-5 or go to cakehoopla.com. So do you think if uh, they're not able to build this roster, do you think it's the time that Dame finally leaves us? You know, I think that's a... I think that's just such a hard question. I I think I think that conversation is going to circulate until Dame retires. <laughs> Do you know what it is? I feel it's because we don't think we deserve him. I don't even think it's I think that. that's what it is. I don't even think <laughs> just, that. just like he's going to leave, isn't he? I truly think that at some point this whole like story of loyalty came into play and then everybody started hounding him with but how loyal are you essentially and it's yeah. just become this constant storyline that won't die and i just think that until the day that man retires it, he could announce that it's his last year in the nba and we'll still be like is he gonna go somewhere else <laughs> yeah are you gonna stay in portland halfway through the season are you gonna finish up the last like we're gonna be hearing this until the day he retires um oh, so funny so i don't think that we necessarily have to win a championship next year for dame to to say like hey yeah i'm, I'm gonna stick around but i do think we have to be making moves i think we have to get significant Significantly better. I think we have to make the playoffs. I think mm -hmm. we have to be making moves around him continually, not just saying, okay, we got a guy, go out there and play. We're going to just sit here now. Like, I think those things have to continue to happen. I think as long as they're making actual strides to do that, I don't think Dame will leave. I think the point at which he leaves is either when the franchise says, hey, we're not going to do this anymore. We're going to rebuild, which we saw them do when Clyde was there. Mm -hmm. I think at that point, Dame might say, okay, it's okay to trade me. Like All I'm hearing is that we need to keep him. That's all I'm hearing, that we just need to like keep working on ourselves and maybe he won't leave. That's what you basically said. I mean, I I, I think that's a reasonable. <laughs> isn't that what we do in relationships? I, that's what I'm saying. I'm just like, that's all we're talking about. We're just like, okay, so this is what we're going to do. We're going to go to the gym every day. We are going to learn how to listen. Right. Maybe we don't listen so well. We got to get um, better. I mean, you should always be working towards improvement. And then Dame won't leave us. Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. I want to, I want to ask you just real quick. Do you, I know this is a, a tough moment to ask you this, but 
what were the highlights of the season for you? And when you say this, just know that I will possibly play like really sweet, just thinking back music, <laughs> just nostalgic, like these were the days. All right, go on. Honestly, we had some good highlights. I would say that this was arguably Damian Lillard's best year, which I think says a lot about him because going into this year, there was a lot of talk about, well, can Dame play the way that he was playing before, having had surgery, being 33, I think, years old? Can he come in and play the way that he did? And I would go as far as to say he came in and played better than he did. I don't think any Blazer fan this season can say that the highlight of him having a 71-point game was not a highlight of the season. I think breaking the team scoring record, surpassing Clyde as the highest scoring trailblazer, I think that was a highlight. But then I also think we have to talk about Shaden Sharp. Shaden Sharp, who was our rookie this year. Uh, it's been a while since we've had a rookie that's come out the gate like Shaden Sharp did. And I think he was very unknown going into the season. He didn't play last year anywhere, so nobody really knew what we were getting fully. And he came out and he balled. Like he really, he, he went at it. And I think he was really good to begin with, but I think the second half of the season, he leveled up. He's a dynamic player to watch. He's beautiful to watch. Like his dunks are a thing of beauty. He's one of those players that you just want to see him playing. Yeah. Dame and Shaden were the highlights of, of this season for sure. <sighs> well. <laughs> what could have been? What could have been? <laughs> so... The Blazer season, it's over. Um, what is a Portland sports fan supposed to do now? What are you going to do next? Listen. Is it baseball? I, is I it baseball? Basketball. Are we going to watch baseball? Basketball. Are we going to all watch baseball now? <laughs> God, we still have the whole playoffs. Um, even okay. though the Blazers aren't in it, there's a lot of fun teams. I personally am hardcore rooting for the New York Knicks. Um, they've got Josh Hart, who was on our team before, and they're just – the New York Knicks are kind of always my Eastern Conference team because I feel like there's so many parallels to the Blazers. They feel mm -hmm. like a very Blazery team to cheer for. Uh, so that'll be me. And then as soon as that's done, we go into the WNBA. And the WNBA season is is picking up. It's it's getting ready to start. So that's where I'll be for the next several months. Well, thank you so much, Dia. Always a pleasure to speak with you. Yeah. Hopefully we get to have you again. Um, I don't know if uh, if we'll ever get a WNBA team here in Portland, but maybe you can talk to us about that. I have hope. I have real big hopes that that because they're talking about expanding the league and I, yeah. Portland's one of the places I keep hearing. So fingers crossed. And now for your microdose of news. Governor Tina Kotek signed off on the city and county's plan for using about $18 million in state funds to address homelessness. If you don't remember, she had previously scolded both for failing to provide a detailed enough plan. Part of this money will now go towards paying for 140 new sleeping pods in the large sanctioned campsite being planned in southeast Portland. And another major Portland business says it's closing its doors because of crime and theft. This time, it's the REI store in the Pearl, which has been open since 2004. They're planning on closing up shop in Portland early next year. Stores in Tualatin, Hillsborough, and Clackamas will remain open. I know this isn't the biggest deal in the grand scheme of life, but that's a bummer. 
And I'm still not understanding why our police department, with the largest budget yet, is still unable to serve downtown businesses adequately. I mean, maybe we should pursue a conversation with the department? If anyone has any leads on who we should talk to there, let us know. For even more local news and events, sign up for our daily newsletter, Hey Portland. We'll throw a link in the show notes. That's all for today here on CityCast Portland. If you enjoyed the show, why not tell a friend, rate it, or leave us a review? We'll be back tomorrow morning with more from around the city. Until then, see you at Slim's.